Hi guys, another season of our hashtag backstory. Enormous thank you everyone. Are you ready for another season? Enjoy the ride for season 4. This is your hashtag backstory, sharing you one story at a time. So this is another episode of our season 4 and welcome to your hashtag backstory. So for now, hmm, Ano ko papakilala yung guest for tonight? Of course, um, well, you will know, it's it's one of my Heather. <laughs> Ganun na lang, as, as easy as that. How are you, Kaz? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm amazing, as always. Oh, wow, amazing. Yeah, wow. Amazing. That's, that's an answer you don't get too often, you know? When people yeah. ask, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm good. But like, great is rare, and then amazing is even more rare. So I love that. I love that. Thank you. And that by makes the way, other person smile too. I know. know. And thank you so much for being here. For you know, saying yes. For of for guesting, and it's been so long. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I was like avoiding being on your podcast because I was like. Oh my god, my Tagalog is so bad. I haven't spoken in Tagalog in so long. So like that's that was like intimidating me. But then you were know, like, oh, we can do English, we can do Taglish, but more English yeah. than Tag, you know? So yeah, thank you for making me comfortable in this space. Of course, it's number one. That's my number one intention in, in this podcast. And um, aside that we get opportunity to talk and chit-chat about life and about the, your backstory before we go later. But I want to yeah. know first, how are you really? Like, because you've asked how me. How am I really? Yeah. Oh my how God. Really? I love that. Um, I, well, okay. In general, I am like, I'm very happy and like at peace with where I am in life. Um, I see where I've come from. I've made some changes and um, I have a future that I'm looking forward to. So that's like the overall like Casto in a week. Um, Casto right now is a little bit like, oh my God, I have so much to do, but like, I'm just trying to slow down and, you know, tell myself that it's okay, I'll get it done, um, everything will work out. So that's kind of the two opposite sides of me right now. I'm so glad to, to hear that from you, Pat. Like, you know, the things are very fine in the U.S. and it's like three years, no, close to three years since we haven't talked. Like, we just messaged from time to time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We haven't really caught up, you know? Like, but it's the you best know, way to do it. Yeah, but you know what? I think um, it's also good that way because, mm-hmm. like, right now, I feel so connected still with you. Like, yeah, same, talking, same. I can still remember all the rampa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No? Oh my God. All yeah. of those things. Pero, pero, time. So, just wanna, I'm kind of curious lang, um, what are the lessons that the pandemic gave you? Like, hmm. when you were there already? Yeah, I think um, one thing I've learned is people react to things differently, you know? Like, I'm an introvert, 
surprise. I think a lot of people are surprised when they hear that because I talk so much. But um, I do consider myself introverted. So um, for me, the pandemic was okay in terms of like the the kind of the cocooning, um, you know, people staying to themselves. That was I I could deal with that. Okay. But I have friends who are extroverts and they were like struggling so much, you know, like they wanted to see people, they wanted to um, hang out with people, but they couldn't obviously because of the pandemic. So I think um, just seeing the differences with that, seeing people's different comfort levels, um, you know, like here in most parts of the States, um, masks are not required anymore. Um, I'm going to yoga studios without masks. but I have some friends who are still very conscious about, you know, the pandemic, and you know, like I, I respect their, um, their comfort levels and how they're dealing with it. But I think they also need to respect other people as well. So you know, just kind of doing what you can and what you are comfortable with um, is important. So just seeing like how different people are reacting, and obviously everyone's circumstances is different. Like I am very fortunate to be living here where um, things didn't get so bad in terms of like restrictions and like, um, you know, I know in the Philippines, you guys went through so many lockdowns and like, it was just so difficult for you guys. So I'm very fortunate. And luckily no one in my life has has passed because of COVID. So um, I'm, I'm just, I just count my blessings, yeah. If you could describe like one word for that experience, what would be the one word? Um, perspective, maybe? Mm. Yeah, just like, you know, different people's perspectives and experiences. Yeah, no, kasi parang tama yung mga sinabi mo kanina na, you know, things are really different during that time and people have to adjust right away. Like, mm. they have to adjust bigla, bigla na, okay, parang ganito na, this is the life that we have to deal with right now and, yeah, I, I agree with uh, with what you said oh, kanina. So anyway, um, since uh, I just have to, that short catch up lang about you and I'm really happy for this for this episode. This is my season four, and you know, um, opening the episode with you here. And um, just a short backstory, guys. I've met Cass through, um, of course, yoga community, and then we've just connected right away. We are the Heather's, so it's just yeah. like in an instant. And I know that um, for that span of years, you know, we we may not been talking for quite a while but we try to catch up from time to time no and then it's so happy and grounding that i'm you know i'm connecting to you right now even though the, the difference of the time <laughs> so for that cast yeah. um i want to know first but um since this is really your backstory tell us or take us to the time paano ba or how or how should we know you? You make me like dig deep and like 
Yes, let yeah, me. Introducing yeah, introducing myself for the first time. Introducing okay. yourself, correct. Um, I guess first and foremost, I have always kind of straddled the Philippines and the U.S. You know, I, I'm a Phil M. I was born in the Philippines, but I grew up in the U.S. Um, so a lot of the immigrant experience of, you know, not feeling at home in one place or the other, you know, like going back, uh, first of all, growing up in the States, it was like, okay, I'm different from all my friends. Um, I couldn't actually speak English the first time I moved here when I was four. Um, so that was, I don't remember it, but, you know, I'm sure that was difficult. Um, but I quickly learned, and even though I learned, I was, you know, I looked different from my friends, I ate different food from my friends. Um, so I didn't feel like I belonged there. And then when I would visit the Philippines, um, you know, the cousins would always make fun of us for like only being able to speak English. Um, they would like say things in Tagalog that we would be like, oh, what did they say? And we're like, were they, were they like shit talking us? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it's always just a struggle. And I call it a struggle, but I feel like I've grown so much from that because it's really, it's, it's so fruitful being part of two cultures because you can draw from both and you can get perspective from both, right? Like whenever I go to the Philippines, I see, you know, I'm, I'm humbled by the poverty I see and the struggles that I see and how hardworking all my friends are. And then I bring that with me to the States and I'm just so grateful for everything that happened that we have here. And, um, you know, the first world problems that we have, I just, you know, I, I brush them off, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a minor inconvenience compared to like what I experienced in the Philippines. Um, so that's the first thing I would define myself as, as a Phil M. Um, the second thing is I'm gay. I'm a gay cis man. So that is um, a big part of my identity, yes. Um, I came out when I was at the right age of 22, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's late by some standards, early by other standards, whatever. We're all on our own journey. So I don't, I don't label it as anything. Um, but... Yeah, I came out when I was 22, um, and then I kind of, I almost had a second coming out when I was living in the Philippines. I lived there from 2017 to 2019. Um, I had just gone through a big breakup. Um, I was on my, like, eat, pray, love journey, and then, I don't know, I just discovered this, like, feminine side of myself that was, like, I had suppressed because of my ex. I will place the blame on him because he um I just remember one conversation oh we're, we're talking about exes already <laughs> um, there was one conversation where I asked him um, would you ever date someone who's feminine and he said no so in that conversation I locked away this latent feminine side of myself and it was only after the breakup after being back in my home country and like reconnecting with everything that I was able to reconnect with this side of myself. Um, so, you know, I started painting my nails. I started um, speaking more expressively. Like, I feel like 
I was suppressing so much just with the feminine side of myself. I definitely speak with like a higher tone now because I'm not afraid of sounding, um, you know, like feminine gay or whatever. Um, and I even started like dabbling in drag, you know, like wearing heels with, with Steven, wearing um, makeup and stuff. So yeah, it's just, it's, it was it was my second coming out. So um, yeah, just, just being part of that journey of being a gay man. It's not, it's not necessarily one coming out or like two coming outs. It's, it's you're, you're constantly discovering yourself. And um, I think that's one great thing about life is it's, it's not, there's no end. Um, you're just kind of continuing, continuing, opening a new chapter. Um, and just like, who knows when the, who knows when we'll shut the book. Um, you know, just like that. Yeah, and then I remember that um, on that year, that specific creative mentioned. Yeah, actually, that was very. Um, I think that was your. Well, you mentioned that the second coming out mong ayon. Pero actually, mm-hmm. parang I think that was your authentic self. You already yeah. surpassed that, and it's also good that. Yeah, I, I believe also na kailangan natin ang yung discovery natin with ourselves could really like evolve, diba? So it, it's really happy to see you. And I remember the first time I saw you in the studio, this person, and I think I approached her right away and then we clicked at that instant. And, you know, um, I understand as well that... Um, there are really like many toxicity on on being LGBT, right? So mm-hmm. I think um there's nothing wrong with being who you are as long as well. That's a very long discussion, but I'm happy to have met you that second coming out and that authentic you. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like I don't know. I always think like all these people I've met, all these wonderful people I've met in the Philippines since I moved to the States. True. If they had met me while I was in my, I guess, second closet, um, what, I mean, you know, this game of like, what if, what if, um, but what would they, what would they think, you know? Like, I'm so glad I'm me now and I'm able to show who I am now. And also, Cass, um, just when, I'm kind of curious, lang. Was that um, is it like the breakup was a turning point of you know you evolving into the person who you are? And also, I'm um, just wanna. I think I have to inject this as well that you um on, on that journey to your self discovery, you went to India, right? Like um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Prior to that, so can you take us to that moment? How did it happen? Like. What are the emotions and how did you take on the process? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I was dating this guy for five years, so not a short time. Um, like my whole twenties was about this guy, right? Um, and I was so focused on him and our relationship that I kind of ignored my friendships, I ignored my family. Um, I ignored myself, you know, like I just, um, I compromised and sacrificed so many small pieces of myself for, for him because I loved him. And um, 
at the end of the day, I didn't even recognize who I was anymore. You know, it, it wasn't me. And that caused a rift in the relationship um, that just made our, because I wasn't myself anymore. So how could I, how could I possibly be happy in this relationship? So um, the breakup happened, um, moved to the Philippines because I honestly didn't know what to do with my life at that point because oh, my, yeah, okay. yeah. Because my whole world, this guy was just disappeared. So I was living in LA at the time. Um, I moved there for him again. So much focus on him. Um, and yeah, I, I had a job. I stayed there for a little bit, but I knew that I knew that I always wanted to move to the Philippines. Um, I tried a few times like after college or during college, after college. Um, but I just felt like something inside me was saying that the time was right. So I, so that's why I moved there. Um, I guess to, to go back to your question about the journey, um, because my focus was on him and he was no longer in the picture, it really made me like look around and appreciate realize and like just all of the things around me all the people around me um that i loved but i ignored um myself how i was learning and progressing in this journey so yeah it really just opened up my eyes and i guess a part of that journey was my spiritual journey right so um i well I guess it started with the physical journey, right? Like I was doing a lot of yoga because I wasn't working that much. Um, and then, yeah, the, the physical kind of led to the spiritual. I decided to go to yoga teacher training in India. And um, I just grew so much in my relationship with myself. I really felt this connection to the inner most being. And, you know, I'm, I'm not enlightened by any means, but I feel like I see the path now towards that um, in a way that I definitely didn't see before. Um, so yeah, I guess to sum it up, um, it was it's about perspective as well, you know, like the perspective of focusing on him and then focusing on other people that I love and focusing on myself, so different perspectives. That's very right. Agree to all of the points that you've mentioned. And it's also important na alam natin yung parang I think we we can, you know, we can have the metaphor of the of the lotus. Na you have to mm. go through a lot of the sick and then, you know, the dark times of your life. And then you have to really evolve along the way because you will bloom. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that metaphor. I'm gonna add that to my yeah metaphors. Yeah. I've just thought about it. And it well, yeah. anyway, anyway. And also and also Kat, I mean, I'm kind of curious about this. I'm, I what are the you know, what are the things that you've learned so far? What are the lessons that you've learned from people in your lifetime? Mm. I would say the biggest thing is compassion um by 
really relating to other people's experiences, I feel like I have been able to understand where people are coming from, um, what they're going through, and with compassion become, comes non-judgment. Like if someone is, if someone treats me wrong, or like, um, you know, may, maybe they're having a bad day, you know, like I, you, you don't know. So kind of increasing compassion is one of the best lessons I've learned from other people. Um, what else? Um, I don't want to harp on perspective again, but yeah, just different perspectives and um, yeah. I'm at a loss for words. Oh know. my god! Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's well the the compassion itself, like that word itself, is like you know encompassing. And mm -hmm. I have a question here, and my question is, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Ooh, okay. Um, I did something for the first time on Tuesday of this week. I did an Iyengar yoga class with ropes so it's similar to I mean it's not similar it's it's the same hmm. you're you it's 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 a yoga practice but using ropes coming from the wall as like props so you use them to we did like a tree pose where you're like leaning away from the wall while holding on to the ropes um, I guess it's kind of like aerial yoga with that there's something hanging that you're using. And then the last pose we did was like the Spider-Man pose where you're like hanging upside down and Vata um, Konasana legs. Um, so yeah, that, I, I try to do new things every now and then, you know, like I think that's what makes life exciting. And again, that helps us create new perspectives and um, compassion, yeah. And the ano siya, nag align siya lahat sa mga ginagawa mo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. And I have an interesting question here, Cass. Um, have you found your dream job or are you creating it right now? I am creating my dream job because I have worked, I did the count, I've worked 18 jobs in my life. Um, so I have hopped around, I have experienced different things and for the most part I've experienced things that I don't like um I've experienced some things that I enjoy and so I am kind of in this phase where I am taking all of the experiences that I like and trying to make a living out of it um whether that is teaching culinary classes I I'm a just to back up I'm a classically trained chef um, I went to culinary school, worked in restaurants, um, hotels, um, worked my way up to be a pastry chef at a hotel, um, and then I moved uh, and became a teacher at a culinary school, um, and then I've also run a catering business, a Filipino catering business in Virginia, and most recently I was working as a research and development chef at a culinary consulting company in Boston. Um, so that was my dream job. Like I've been looking for this job for like a year total um, while I was doing other things. Um, and 
the day-to-day was great like I love just like being challenged with like problems in food and how to fix them but the environment was just so bad like super toxic um I left after six months and even that felt like a long time um so yeah that just says like and the turnover is pretty bad there so um yeah so I'm just kind of picking and choosing now you know like I want to teach culinary classes I want to teach yoga again at some point um I want to do consulting for research and development stuff um, like helping small businesses um like kind of troubleshoot their products like oh my jam is too loose like how do you fix that so you know I'll, I'll have them do that um, I want to do yoga retreats where I like cook and teach yoga at the same time. Um, Why not? You can do that. Yeah, I know. There are all these possibilities that I'm like just so excited for, you know? So yeah, I am, to answer your question, I am creating my dream job. I love it. Like, you know, you're creating, that means you're really evolving, especially yeah. during these times. OMG. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my next question is um the question goes like this like what's the best advice that your mom gave you? <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was there's nothing free in America. <laughs> but <laughs> I I the, that's like more of a a warning than a lesson. Um, the best advice or the best lesson that my mother taught me, um, uh, I, I think she, she actually teaches me, and this is something I've noticed more as an adult, but she's taught me by example, is just to be kind to others. Um, like for example, we have a family friend, um, like the grandma and the uncle both have cancer and the they're struggling and she she's a nurse um she's retired but she goes over like more than half the week and helps out you know and just this this act of kindness for i mean they're not strangers but they're you know she they're not immediate family they're not she doesn't like have this familial obligation to do it she's doing it out of the kindness of her heart so i think this um, lesson by example is what of, of kindness is what I will take on for the rest of my life, you know, and try to live up to that. I think I'm doing a good job, but you know, it's always nice to have that reminder. I know that's very nice, not to 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 remember the advices of our mothers, and mm-hmm. also um I, I'm my pop up question na ako na isip na if you were to pick a virtue. What would be what would it be and why? Yeah. A virtue. Oh my but god. Been, this is like you know, you've been living it. Um a virtue, like I forgot what the virtues are. This is like hearkening back to like my Catholic upbringing. Like what are can, can you give me the some examples? Chastity, I think those are the the grace, gratitude, grace, virtue, and, and the likes. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I don't know if you know, but my name actually means chastity in Spanish. Oh, really? Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> so, so um, chaste in Spanish is cast or something like that. And then that becomes casto. So my name means pure and chaste. Um, I definitely do not live up to that. <laughs> hey, that's fine. It's really fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm living my, you know, I'm very sex positive. I, I believe that people should express themselves in many ways and their sexuality being one of them in, the, in a healthy and safe way, of course. Um, I really don't know the, the virtues, but like the word that comes to my mind yeah, is always what, what balance. Is oh, yeah. Balance. Wait, like, why is it? I think, um, well, my favorite TV show is Avatar The Last Bender, The, the Last Airbender. So, um, you know, the Avatar has to bring balance to the world. And I think that's also my goal is to like, bring balance to myself um these like different parts of myself um and kind of coming to stillness and then helping others find that balance in their life yeah so not a virtue but i was about to ask that question about your favorite movie but it was already answered Uh, (laughs) okay not the movie (laughs) the movie was terrible but tv show the The tv show okay we'll go for the tv show okay for my next question um of course filipinos are known for really like you know karaoke songs what would be your go-to karaoke song and why um that's a good one um i think okay i'm not a singer i'm really not a singer um for like the entirety of my relationship with my ex uh, it keeps coming back to the ex um i did not sing because he said i was a bad singer one day and i was just like okay i guess i'm not gonna sing um but i've been a little bit more open to singing recently um I guess the song No Scrubs by TLC. I think a good karaoke song has to have like, has to get everybody involved, you know? Like everyone should be like, everyone should know it. Everyone should like be jamming to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I I don't know. I was just listening to that song. So maybe that's why I came up. (laughs) It's very random, but I love it. I love TLC, No Scrubs. Yeah, No Scrubs. And that's that's very um, you know it's it's the stage I am in my life with dating. No, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no can't get no love from me. You know, just the body are so on yeah. point. Like the '90s songs are just cool. <laughs> yeah, they're just on point. Um, my next question would be like very personal. Um. I think okay. you, you know, uh, we all know we uh, we struggle a lot for mental health and you know all of the for the past thing um for the past years that we've been uh, in the lockdown and you know things have changed right away the uncertainty so I I want to mm-hmm. know did you have any struggles during those times or mind sharing it to us if you have yeah sure um 
so just about my overall mental health, I have bipolar disorder, which I actually just talked about in another podcast recently. Um, so that was like my third coming out. Um, during the pandemic, um, I was, you know, just, just as a reference, I, I was diagnosed in 2018 um, while I was living in the Philippines. Um, and moving and kind of having these transitional periods is always difficult for people with mental health disorders because it adds a layer of uncertainty, like you said, and um, challenges. Um, I guess for me, I was just still early on in my diagnosis. Um, and so there were times when I was having like really bad episodes and I needed to like up my dosage. Um, how the pandemic affected me, I, I would say it was almost independent of the pandemic. Um, I'm very fortunate that I don't experience anxiety. Um, I was not getting anxious because of the pandemic. Um, yeah, so my mental health is, is really important to me, but um, it's just, yeah, it wasn't, I'm fortunate that it wasn't affected by the pandemic too much. Actually, super true. And then I think um, it's also important that people have, sh- uh, have to start talking about this because the more that we talk about this, the more it will have that normalcy, like it will be normalized because people experience this. And this is not like, you know, not in the 80s or even in the 90s. This is what's happening right now. And people are, uh, ha- there are, you know, there are some people who deny about it and it's very important that we acknowledge and we seek the right people that we can talk to. Like, for example, if we have to, seek treatment we have to do that right so it's also very important that we open everything on you know on our mental state on our mind setting etc etc experience yeah and the great thing about opening up about it is like so many people have come up to me and be like oh yeah i have a sister that has bipolar or you know, I, I've struggled with it myself and, you know, it just opens up a conversation and the more we talk about it, the more we can help, help each other manage it, you know, yeah. Precisely, like, open up and then people will just came in right away. But of course, um, yeah. it's also our privilege that we have the tools because we are, exactly. you know, of course, we are self-aware and that's why um, I think it's very important to that people should know that um, the yoga community is just there to really support and it's so important to seek help if kailangan. Wag natin yeah. yan na, you know, it's, it's just my struggle, but, you know, everyone is struggling with this. Parang, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, it's also one of my advocacies right now because many people are really experiencing, like even my family, my close friends are experiencing um, they, they just don't share about it because yeah. I think it's the, the stigma. Diba? The stigma right away na, ay, ganito, ganyan. Pero hindi. Kailangan yeah. right, right. pag-usapan. So anyway, na-touch ko na yung ganon. I'm kind of, ano lang, <laughs> since we're really talking about people, I'm kind of curious about what would be your take on this. Um, how do you treat people who can do nothing for you? Ah, oh, interesting. 
Um, I would treat them like any other human being um, with dignity and respect. Um, but if they can do nothing for me, then I'm not going to like open up to them and let them into my heart um, because I think I I think everything is a two-way I think relationships are two-way streets you know like you have to be able to give and receive and if one party is not giving anything then it it becomes draining on me and I need to protect my energy um, so that I can help other people that I that I find that they are not worthy but like you know that they kind of have earned my love um, so yeah I, I don't believe in like opening up to everybody or like you know I, I would I would help these people but like not in a way that um, would drain me because I need to protect my energy, like I said. Correct. Parang importante na kailangan mo din yung sarili mong bulat. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's also important that, that we inform people that we have to take care of ourselves first so that mm-hmm. we can take care of others. Others, exactly. Right? Yep, yep. So I'm gonna, my, my next question really like talks about celebration uh, of course diversity and then um pride so na mentioned mo na kanina, you've mentioned about how drag really helped you so can you tell us a little bit more um what would be your message to the young lgbt out there na you know lost pa rin sila what yeah, are your tips yeah. um my tip is it's a journey, you know, it's not going to be all of a sudden one day you're like your fiercest self. Um, I think it's going to take time to get there and it's going to take steps forward and steps backwards. But um, I think just living your authentic self, your fierce, confident, true self, that should that should be the goal you know get there because once you're there oh my god it's so liberating like you feel so empowered you feel like you can do anything you can help anyone um it's just this incredible feeling of connecting to yourself and connecting to other people so yeah that's that's my advice is find your true self no matter how long it takes to get there. Correct. And it will be a it will be a journey for you. So do not rush yeah. everything. Like yeah. you know, like you mentioned, you have two coming out. So it you just have to explore, keep exploring. And then the more that you understand yourself, the more it's it will open up to many possibilities. No? Uh-huh. Yeah. And just a pop-up question to um Cass. I want to know. Um, sige, na lang. Uh, can you give us your top three favorite drag queens and why? Why them? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I would say Angina because she is my bald ate. I call her ate Jaina. I've met her a few times. Um, she's so sweet. Yeah, I met her in the Philippines when she came and then I went to Vancouver shortly after and she was there and she took me backstage. 
um, she treated me like her, you know, her sister. Um, but she was just so brave in coming out as being HIV positive during her season, you know, like that was, oh God, that was like early 2000s, I want to say. I mean, you know, the, the season one filter was yeah, real. Like, so. It was yeah, so yeah, cloudy. Yeah. yeah, especially at that time to, to be coming out on national TV as a drag queen with HIV, that was so brave of her. Um, so yeah, I think I think she was definitely one of my favorite queens. Um, so that that was a deep one. Um, the next one is very shallow. Plastic Tiara. Why do you love Plastic? Why? She's beautiful as a drag queen, but she is so hot as a boy. Oh my god! Like super twink, um, super my type. If anyone is listening who looks like Plastic Tiara as a boy, um, here's my contact info. <laughs> Yeah, but just, um, just, yeah, uh, every time so, they would show drag, her as a drag boy. Drag crush musi plastic tiara. Drag crush talaga, yeah. Every time they showed her as a boy, I just, I would pause it and just be like, oh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. And then the third one. The third one? Um, let's see. I'm just going to be basic and say Manila Luzon because she brought a lot of awareness to diversity um, and like being an Asian American in this global drag stage. I think her first season, she did a terrible job of like representing the Philippines with her Melda Marcos impression and like I don't know. It was a different time to like the Asian accents and everything. Correct. But I think I think that I think her journey with with Drag Race represents like a greater um, representation of the Asian American journey. You know, like at the beginning, we like really try to um, like force ourselves on the world and like really like oh I'm Filipino like and then like as she progressed and as as like we progress in our journey like you just you just be your fierce ass self and then people will recognize oh this this is a great drag queen and she's Asian American you know like the diversity kind of follows the um the accomplishments so yeah those are my top three queens top three queens are from angina plastic tiara and manila luzon love yes, it they're love all the they're all asian americans which you know oh, my type yeah <laughs> representation representation yes all right so we're gonna go deeper now and i think we're down to my last few questions actually so my next question would be um if you what's your most favorite catchphrase um catchphrase hmm. <laughs> i thought of something from avatar the last airbender again but i'll i'll refrain from that um I don't know. I don't think I have one. Um, 
Yeah, I really can't think of anything right now. Um, if you can't love yourself, I can't even say it. Um, what what is it again? The the RuPaul one. If you can't love if you yourself, can't love yourself how, how the hell are you gonna love anyone else? Yeah, let's go <laughs> with that. Let's go with that. Fine. Yeah, it's really basic, but it's okay. Whatever. I I'm not Wait. I'm not that eloquent. <laughs> But it's it's very important, Kasha. Like it's super yeah. important that you know people have to know that, and it will somehow sa iba it will take a lifetime for them to understand it. It's the most important that you have to love yourself first, diba? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's for a romantic relationship. That's for true relationship with the world, with work, exactly. with everything. Yeah. It all starts with you. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And I think. For me, that was part of my journey is um, accepting the fact that I'm not being selfish by focusing on myself. Like we've talked about before, like you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. Um, so you're not being selfish by focusing on yourself. You're honestly becoming a better person for other people as well. So true. I can't agree more. So for my, um, I think I'm down to my last two questions. Oh my god, Aww. time is so Aww. fast. But time is so fast. I yeah. know. What, what okay. So my next question is: If you have a top three mantra in your life, what are those? And oh why? god! Oh god! This is these are such hard questions, though. <laughs> um, Or guiding principle that you've been living in your life. Um, just take your time. Take your time to really process, and you know. Can I look up some mantras? Sure, no problem. Okay, no worries. Um, I mean, I can like one of the apps I use, um, Insight Timer. There's a new mantra every day. Um. I actually have a list of mantras. Oh yeah, I wrote a list of mantras that um, resonate with me. Wish I could find it. Hold on. Affirmations. Okay. Um, you're okay. Yeah, it's well, so simple, right? Mm -hmm. Very um, simple, but bam, bam, right? Um, Alexis Mateo, bam. <laughs> um, I remember taking um, God, I forgot her name, but she's a yoga teacher. She used to teach for Evolve BBC. Um, her class was so intense. Oh my God, um, like. I thought I I had to give up at some point, but you know, after after a very difficult flow, she would stop and say, "You're okay," and that really resonated with me. That like, okay, you are okay. Like, no matter how bad things get, um, parang it's not. It's about the moment itself, but it's also about the bigger picture. And this lifetime is a drop in the bucket of infinity. So 
in the in the greater scheme of things, you are okay. You know, you'll you'll get through this moment and um, you'll emerge as a beautiful butterfly. So that's my first mantra. Um, uh, Go the uh, second one. You're okay. That's the first one, and then the second. Um, I trust in myself. Of course, no. So I think this is also something I'm I've been working on in my journey is um trusting my inner intuition. So I think. When I was when I was younger, I'm still young, but when I was younger, um, I would really listen to other people's opinions, to Correct. the voices, the the voices of doubt in my head. Um, but as I'm kind of getting older, a little older, not that much older, but a little older. Um, I'm learning to trust my, my gut and what my intuition says because we have all the knowledge that we need inside of us and it's just kind of tapping into that knowledge that will make decisions so much easier. Um, I think I have spent less time deciding on things because I am able to trust my intuition. You know, I'll still, especially when it's a big decision, of course, I'll talk to people, I'll talk to um, friends and family before I make that decision, like quitting my job, for example. But my gut was telling me this is the right move. So I should listen to that. And I did. And coming out on the other side of that, it was one of the best decisions I've made in my life. Yeah, I trust in myself. I trust in myself. You are, you're okay. I trust in myself. And the last one, the finale. Um, this is not that great that I wrote. <laughs> um, is that from your journal? I love it. So I wrote during the pandemic. I was trying to do get back into my yoga practice, yeah. and I, I wrote some affirmations. And very nice. Uh, there's, there's a like you know those like 30 day yoga things um, I, I did that i did it 21 days thrice i think for girl, me to, you know, to keep sanity yeah I, yeah I, yeah one meditation. like you i have to do it all over and over again and it really helped so yeah so one of them i um there was a different theme every day and for each theme i found a uh a mantra or something that resonates with it but mm -hmm. i don't know i guess okay i'll end with this namaste yeah the light the light in me honors and acknowledges loves the light in you you know yeah that sacred um, word that sacred word yeah yeah and i think um the best example i can give um i was at St. Luke's Hospital. Uh, I forgot what for. It, was, it wasn't anything major. But I remember I was in the cafeteria and I um, put my stuff down. I was getting my food. I brought my food to my table. And then I noticed there was like a Lola who was like sitting at her table and then they called her name for her food. And I looked at her and 
I just saw my Lola in her, you know? I just saw this light of another human being in this, of someone I love in this other human being, this this complete stranger, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, can I like bring your food to you? And she was like, yeah, of course, please. So I like just, it was just a very simple thing. I just like lifted her tray of bulalo and brought it to her table or whatever. But like for me, that was a moment where I was like, you know, there is, there is the divine in everyone, and we just need to recognize that and see that we should love everyone as if they were someone we love in our lives. Amen. Anyway. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, God. Anyway. Yes, God. Yes. <laughs> For my last two questions, of course, um, uh, before the finale question, I would like to um, ask you that, imagine that you're writing a short note to your 18-year-old self. What would be your message to to the 18-year-old Cass? 18-year-old Cass, um, don't worry so much about your weight. Um, I was a I was a chubby kid and I've like struggled with my weight. It's like gone up and down throughout my whole life. So um, I was always fixated on it. And I think in a way that made me not it made me less able to like be aware of and appreciate the things around me because I was just so focused on this one thing. Um, so yeah, don't worry about your weight. You know, like you're gonna fluctuate. Like I'm actually at like a very not unhealthy place in my weight, but like it's 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 up there. But I'm okay with it, you know. Like I'm still fierce. I'm still as fierce as like exactly. thirty pounds lighter calves, you know. Yeah. Like, I think just, there's just better. more of me to love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think uh, I I really agree to that, and um, I think I had a point of reflection on your answer too, because I know it, there was a point in my life. Um, I think that was like when I was in Manila. That I was I, I was very hard on myself. Like you know, mm. I, I I yoga a lot. Like I had been doing this all this time, and it's not you know when you check yourself in the mirror, even though you're really fit and that, but you're not happy. You know, uh-huh. there was that yeah. certain emptiness, and you want to fill in the void. But it's also important that whatever your you know your physicality, your weight in. It's important that you are you're okay with it, that, mm-hmm. that you love that person that you're seeing in the mirror. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And you know, with the pandemic and with what happened, I I came to realize that it's very important that my kindness to myself is, you know, should be the should be uh, forefront okay. kumbaga, de ba? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. always. So exactly, we are yeah. so pressured with social media, whatever that is, the society, etc. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, agreed, agreed. What else would I say to my 18-year-old self? Um, go, go, go. Don't be so fixated on relationships, like romantic relationships. Mm. I was, mm. yeah, I mean, I was, I was quote-unquote straight at the time. Um, but I, 
you know, I, I always wanted to start a family. I still do. Um, but that was like such a high priority for me. And again, like by removing that like laser focus, I'm, I'm now able to like see what else is around me. And I would love younger cast to be able to like see and appreciate everything that's around him. Like whether it's family and friends or, you know, or even uh-huh. simple things like that you know just like stop like take off the blinders and like see the world for what it is yeah that's right okay yeah. I, I don't want to add any more all right okay yeah, oh yeah. My god and then for my uh, there's just one last question before i get to the final question um what is your most favorite filipino word or expression Nah, mm. you think that it's you've been really you know parang super gusto mo siya yeah favorite pwede siyang line or pwede phrase na- oh this is like actually okay okay this is a, a word that I teach to all of my friends here in the go ahead kilig like I okay. why because there's no direct translation for kilig in english Gosh. like the right the closest thing you can get is like like butterflies giddy, butterfly gid- giddy. Yeah. yeah yeah but it doesn't encompass like oh like you know like you're just so happy and like giddy for like it, it can be for yourself but it can be for other people right like oh if if stephen has like a new Joa or whatever, I can get kilig for him, right? But I think I think that's why that there's no English word for it because in the English words it's all about you. It's like but I, I get butterflies for myself. Um, but the Tagalog word, it's like you know, it's like oh, it's for other people too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened to other people. Mm. Yeah, I love I love the feeling of kilig. I was just listening <laughs> to a podcast. Um, from my friend and they were talking about love and they were talking about yeah. butterflies and they were like some of them were like do you love it or hate it and some of them were like i hate it because like i don't know what to do with that feeling of True. butterflies or feeling mm-hmm. but i don't know i i'm always like i'm always like dabbling in boys <laughs> recently <laughs> and there have been times when i've been like super killing about like a conversation i'm having right yeah and and then it doesn't work out right like it, mm, okay. it just it just fizzles or like they ghost me or whatever but looking back i can i can be negative nancy and be like oh yeah it was such a waste of my time blah 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 but i like to look at it as oh I got to experience killing, you know, like just appreciating that moment of killing and running with it and letting that define the memory of that quote unquote relationship with that person or that experience with that person. Amen. Yeah. OMG. Yes. yes, killing. Yes to killing. Hashtag killing. And then hashtag killing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think I have to write that on your bio. And then for yeah. my for my last um question, for the final question is, if you were to give a talisman to me, what would it be? 
and so if you're gonna give something like you know for it to pass on to me what would it be um a rosary no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, huh. i would like to give you a whistle why because you are such a helpless uh, no not helpless <laughs> you're so helpless demon no 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 um you're such a selfless person like i feel like you are always giving you are even just from the moment i met you you were just like so helpful and kind and i see that in what you do every day you know your advocacies um even just doing this podcast right so the reason i'm giving you a whistle is i want you to ask for help too when you need it you know because you need help sometimes too and i think for people who give so much it's hard to ask and i think a, a whistle will remind you to ask for help when you need it and again it's not being selfish it's helping yourself to help other people i love that i do love it like the explanation and everything and you know the the the, the talisman is the whistle oh my god and what yeah. would be the color of the whistle it will be rose gold oh because... <laughs> <laughs> well the the price of the whistle just went way up <laughs> Yeah, but it would be, you know, it would be a precious, it would be precious and mm. it would be fierce because you are a fierce, fierce, fierce individual. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Heather. All right. So, yeah. you know, in as much as I really want to continue, but our, our, our episode is about to end. But uh, of course, there is another segment that we have, I'm going to ask you. And Uh, I call this the backstop. So I'll be throwing you some words and you just have to answer what would be your first thoughts in the words. You can explain or you know, just you can say anything about the word that I'll be giving it to you. And okay. the first word is mental health. Stigma. Mm. But it's not... I would... I think addressing that there's a stigma is the first step to erasing it, right? Um, right, right. Yeah, so erasing the stigma, yeah. Okay, second word is travel. Philippines, oh. Come back. Every, I know, I am coming back, girl. I, I know, know, I'll see you very soon. I'll see you soon. Yeah, um, yeah every time I... I don't know. Every time I think of traveling, people are. I had a conversation with a coworker that was like, "Oh, where are you going to travel next? Um, as soon as the pandemic is over." Yeah. And the only place I can think of is the Philippines. You know, it's just like course, there are so many. There's so many people I love there, like you. Yeah. Like, there's like so much to see, so much to explore, and like still discover about my home country, right? And right. the food and the language and the culture yeah True. So the philippines it's more fun in the philippines right <laughs> it's more than 
<laughs> the next word is time. Time. Um, borrowed. True. Yeah, we, we are, have to, you know. We have to make the most of our time yes. on this earth because it's limited. Mm -hmm. But it's also unlimited. Like, there's also future Correct. lifetimes or like, you know, your soul will live on. So firing, it's just like this two opposite forces of yeah, yeah, making yeah, every yeah. moment precious uh -huh. and also thinking about the big picture. Agree, agree. And then the next word is story. Story, um, telling, like, tell your story you know share it with the world and i think like pod like you know I've, I've been fortunate to be on your podcast and another friend's podcast um just like sharing your story is such a good way for you to like express yourself you know just like talk about these things that maybe you wanted to talk about but it never comes up in the right conversation um but also it helps other people connect with you you know like oh yeah, like I also, like I mentioned before, like, oh yeah, I know someone who has bipolar or like, oh, you went through a breakup. Like let's, I, I'm going through a breakup right now. So it just helps you connect with people, right? So tell your stories. All right, got it. And then the next word would be meaning. Meaning. Um, everything. So there is meaning in everything that happens in your life. Um, there's a reason for everything that happens. And I know it might take a day, a week, a month, like your whole lifetime to look back and see this like hardship that you went through and find the meaning in it. Um, but I believe that there, was, there is a reason for everything to happen. Uh, the good and the bad, right? And it's usually harder to find the meaning in the bad things. Um, breakups, for example, right? Like, correct. Right after a breakup, you are just devastated. But several years down the road, I have found so much meaning in that relationship and the end of that relationship. True. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Okay. For the next word is gratitude. Gratitude. Um, this is really cliche, but attitude of gratitude. Um, I hear that in, in some yoga classes, and like some people roll their eyes, you know, like oh, this is so kitschy. <laughs> but I think gratitude starts. It's not like something you. It's not necessarily something you like. Have a journal about or like. Um, it's it's some it just starts with your attitude like being grateful for everything that like everything in your life whether it's food water peace um a roof over your head you know and just like seeing the world through that lens of gratitude makes you appreciate everything that much more and have compassion for those who don't have it right so so true yeah 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 and for my next word, Cass, it would be life. Life. 
Um, live it. Just like we only have, again, going back to time, we have limited time on this earth in this lifetime. So like experience as much of it as you possibly can, you know, like don't let fear or um, other people talk you down. Just like you do you and live your truest life. Amen. And for my yeah. next word, I think I'm down to my last two. The next word would be energy. Energy, protection. I would say uh. use protection. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, yes, use protection. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, you need to protect your energy because if there are toxic people in your life or toxic situations, um, your energy will deplete and you cannot use that energy for the betterment of others. Um, so take yourself out of toxic situations. Remove toxic people from your life. Um, do everything you can to protect your energy because it's precious. There's nothing else that can replace it. Amen. Thank you. And then for my very last word, of course, I always ask my guest, uh, the word is backstory. Backstory. I, I had a feeling it was going to be this. Um, <laughs> um, backstory, I think perspective. Wow, we keep coming back to that word. Um, because learning people's backstories helps you, helps give you perspective about who they are, where they come from and what they want to do um, so it can help you align in your future journey together it can help you um, kind of look back and just like appreciate where both of you have come from so yeah just like the perspective that you gain from learning other people's backstories I love it oh my god so you know our conversation just goes around and then you know intertwine and then we ended up with backstory so thank yeah. you so much heather thank you Kat. oh heather so yeah thank you. you thank you thank you and uh, i hope to see you very soon and definitely we're gonna have a lot of catching up to do thank you so yeah. much and then thank you so much guys for tuning into our backstory and please tune in for more stories thank you everyone bye bye Thank you so much for listening for another episode of our Hashtag Backstory for our newest season. We will be sharing inspirational stories on mental health in the upcoming episodes. I hope you all love our conversation for this episode. And of course, my journey with Casto as my Heather. It's important to know the signs of mental illness because it affects so many people. You or someone you know may have a problem at some point in your life. And always remember to seek help and reach to anyone whom you know who are suffering with mental health. No one has to deal with this alone.